0: If you would have told me three months ago that I would have moved 800 miles away from my mama and everybody that I ever loved and completely started over because God told me to, I would have definitely told you that you were crazy and that there was no way that it was possible. But as I sit here, (laughs) I understand one, why it's necessary. And two, I understand more about who I am and who God is in me. And that's what therapy is all about. We come to the couch and we call inner me to the carpet because we recognize that there are some things that God needs to deposit into us. And there are some things that God needs to depart from us. And if we're truly going to live the life of God's dreams unapologetically and unabashedly, then we have to be prepared. And the best way to be prepared is by getting to see God in a new way, in a renewed way. And that's what therapy is all about. We want to see God on the inside. And we want to live the life of God's dreams. So buckle up, Buttercup, because um, we about to get to the couch. And call enter me to the carpet. Let's get into it.
1: This season and everything that God is allowing me to birth in this season is a product of letting go and letting God it literally is the result of what happens when you literally say Jesus take the wheel and you let it go I'm reminded of that meme that was circulating around of the little girl holding the little teddy bear. And Jesus is in front of her crouched down. And she's looking at Jesus and she's like, my God, I love him. Talking about the smaller teddy bear. And she's like holding on to the teddy bear for dear life, right? And Jesus is like, Not saying anything. He just has his hand out. And that's so like God. Because what the little girl doesn't see is that behind Jesus' back is an even bigger, better teddy bear. And so often we hold on. Kung fu, death grip, white knuckles jaws of life (laughs) are holding on to the things that we think we want holding on to the life of our dreams holding on to the people we never thought we would have to lose holding on to the job that gave us validation holding on to the material things the cars the houses the labels and name brands and things that we believe make us whether you want to admit it or not there's a certain level of external validation that we need as humans and we get that validation from requiring status but that is when that validation hasn't been revealed on the inside of us yet because we're not aligned to whom God has always meant for us to become we're aligned to who we've always been and there comes a point in our lives where the two start warring like Paul said like there's a warring within my members when you get to that point That means that God is trying to speak to your higher man. He's trying to speak to your spirit man. He's trying to speak to that divine part on the inside of you and call her up. That's what that is. That is the divine part of you being stirred. When you look up and say, God, there has to be more to life than where I am right now and you're sitting in the middle of the life that you used to pray for, that means that something is not right. Something is not right, and more than likely, it is God telling you, this is not what I had for you. I've got so much better for you if you trust me and walk. When I had my full circle moment, um, it literally rocked me. Because I remember so clearly every time I've thought, okay, God, I see what you're saying now. How will I know? And he said so clearly, I'm going to bring you full circle. And this was eons before I experienced the full circle moment. Because it's not just a moment. When you're in alignment, the wheels turn in such a way to where I forget which episode it was. Or it might have been in Rooted where I was talking about the spiral staircase. The spiral staircase, you're going to essentially be walking in a circle. But when you're actually in alignment and you're actually traveling up the staircase, your altitude changes, your position changes vertically. So when you go full circle and you realize, oh snap, I had to go through everything that I went through for this moment. It's such a beautiful moment because for a number of reasons. Number one, it's beautiful because, Avi, (laughs) you wrote it down and just had the revelation that you're living in an answered prayer. It's beautiful also because instead of seeing the pain as painful, you see it as purposeful. That's a part of the process is being able to perspectivize, change your perspective. Allow God to change your perspective. And so it's beautiful because you're living in an answered prayer. It's beautiful because you're able to perspectivize. But it's beautiful also because it gets you excited about what is yet to come. It becomes a self-perpetuating cycle where when you're in a full circle moment, it's like, oh my gosh, oh Lord, you did that. Like you did this like right now for me so that I could bring glory to your name. Wait a minute. So you really about this like getting glory thing. Okay, bet. Now what? And when you do, the process and when you hold on when you lock into the concept of being rooted it gives you the blueprint for the now what because God said God might say all right you made it to this full circle moment the next step is you can write this book and if when God says that instead of being immediately terrific it's immediately terrifying that means that there's still some fear laying on the inside of you that god is going to need to deal with and because god needs to deal with it that means that he needs for you to listen and hear him he needs you to be still and surrender he needs you to have patience for the process to perspectivize. And then that's going to build the trust, which is going to build your boldacious faith, which is going to build the divine arrogance that you need to understand that at the onset of the vision, God already validated it. And so there is no reason to fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. The power that we need to carry out the vision, the love that we need to know that we are qualified for the vision, and the sound mind that we need to execute the vision the way God intended. It's not having a sound mind as in like our physical human mind. At that, I don't believe that's what that scripture is talking about the sound mind the sound mind of God is what we need we need to tap into the decadence so that we can have the sound mind of God so that when we write down the vision it may seem impossible but we have a divine arrogance that literally says I am is in it so there is nothing that is impossible I am makes it possible. I am makes it possible. So the idea of impossibility is inconceivable. No, uh uh-uh. uh. There's nothing impossible for me. That's what divine arrogance says. There is nothing impossible for me because there's nothing impossible for my God. And his track record it to be so not in what I've seen him do in other people's lives but from what I've seen him do in my own life then you start walking that thing back and as you're journaling as you're doing your social awareness practices you're uncovering new depths of yourself and new depths of God And you're uncovering how the pairing works on the inside of us. That's why this is so good. Oh my God. Because literally, that's my favorite word. (laughs) Because people always feel like the spiritual stuff is so woo-woo and it has no like tangible backing or basis But like, dog, the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. There are times where I wish I could turn a blind eye to God's goodness. I know that might sound crazy, but I wish sometimes that I could believe that God didn't exist. Because it gets hard. It does. I will not sit on here and tell you that trusting in God has been the easiest thing I've ever done. Lies and propaganda. Okay? But it's been so simple. Because God has made it simple. When destiny was trying to make things happen, it was chaos and calamity and confusion. When destiny got out of God's way, It was clarity, authenticity, and liberation. It was freedom from years, from decades of pain that had sat on my heart, that had built up calloused residue, that made it almost impossible to love myself because I didn't know myself. I didn't know who destiny was for real. And God was like, yeah, you don't even know who you are. But yet you're thinking that I'm about to give you the desires of your heart. You don't even know the desires of your heart. You're about to settle for these desires because you think that's what your heart is desiring. But what my heart desires for you, there's another part of your heart that is connected to God. That's what happens when we become saved, when we're born again, when we believe that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. We get (laughs) in the psalm, give me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. That's what happens when we accept Jesus. We're given a clean heart. And that clean heart is where God's desires are. Give me a clean heart so that I might serve you. How am I supposed to serve you if I don't know what it is that you want? Can you imagine going to a restaurant and the waiter not knowing what you want and just bringing you some stuff? You'd be like, what? No, just ain't what I wanted. But because the waiter knows the menu, because the waiter knows the restaurant, because the waiter knows... Is omniscient That's the word I'm looking for Because the waiter is omniscient What if it turns out To be the greatest thing You've ever eaten When it comes to God God's not like man So because Life doesn't look The way we think it should Doesn't mean it's bad Never Never In a million years did I think my life would look the way it does right now (laughs) but I cannot imagine what it would be like if it didn't look like this there is such a freedom in getting out of God's way because it literally takes the pressure and responsibility off of me and says all right God (laughs) this what is this 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 what i want this is what my heart desires because this is what you told me you told me that you would use my voice to speak to the nations god that is what my heart desires and because it's what your heart desires that means that you've already laid the plan for it to happen because you've already said in your word that you know the plans that you have for me and because your word cannot return to you void I can trust in you with all my heart and I don't have to lean to my own understanding I can acknowledge you in all of my ways and trust that you will direct the path that is going to get me to be able to speak to the nations because that is what your vision was for my life or is for my life but I only got that revelation from being rooted because when God first gave that vision God first gave me the vision when I was like 10 I was 10 sitting in my room on one of those days where I was in my notebook my tear stained notebook writing and crying, which is how I spent a lot of my time in my room alone, writing and crying. And God spoke to me. He said he was going to use my voice to speak to the nations. And 10-year-old Destiny, after going through years of molestation, after being... I always hate talking about my parents because I know that they gave the best that they had. And it is never a moment of bashing my parents. It is always a moment of awareness that what they gave was not conducive to who I was as a child. And in other podcast episodes, and even in Rooted, we'll go into more details about what that means. But for the context of this episode, because we're working on time and not rambling, thank you, Holy Spirit, For the context of this episode, me sitting in my room crying and writing was normal, (laughs) normal destiny behavior. And so when God gave me his vision and was speaking to me, I was like, God, there's no way that you're going to use me to speak to the nations. Who's going to want to hear my voice? Who's going to want to hear what I have to say? No one's gonna wanna hear what I have to say because the people in my own home that are supposed to love me don't care to hear what I have to say. So how are we expecting complete and total strangers to not only want to hear what I have to say, but come to a place to hear what I have to say and actually absorb what I'm saying? The enemy had me convinced that what I had to say did not matter. And it's so crazy now, looking back on it, because the place of my biggest blessing was also the place of my biggest burden—communication. Which <laughs> the gag really is that God sent me to school for communication. <laughs> I got a whole degree in communication, and it is one of Destiny's biggest—or was one of Destiny's biggest—flaws, like being able to speak up and say what I want to say. Oh no, baby. No, 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 no. What we're not going to do is that. And so I would go back to that place of comfort and write things down. And in the season where God started really giving these revelations and birthing these things, was in a season where He was like, I need you to work on your communication. And so he put me in situations where I would have to work on my communication. That's the thing that we don't understand. When we are given a vision, that's why I said it's not easy, but it's simple. When we're given a vision, God is going to make sure that it comes to pass. That's his responsibility. He's the gardener. The master gardener, he's going to prune the garden of our hearts so that it is conducive for what he is trying to do so that it can be beautiful, so that it can reflect his love, so that our hearts can reflect his love and do that in the earth the way he intended. But that means he has to do work on the inside of us. And so that meant for me having to go through the process of understanding why my communication sucked the way it did. And that didn't feel good. But I had to trust in the Lord with all my heart and understand that even though it doesn't feel good, that all things are working together for my good. And that's God's word. And it cannot return to him void. And he cannot lie. And so in all of this, as we are walking through the word, as we are in therapy, <laughs> as we are getting rooted, always remember that you have a divine purpose in this earth to turn the world upside down. Like Paul and Silas, As a part, I want to say it's an ax where they were referred to as the man who turned the world upside down and i love that god has gifted this revelation to me because when he first gave me the call he gave me the call to equip planet shakers but i There was still so much residue on my heart. I did not then believe that even I was a planet shaker. I'm out here trying to build programs, write books, and coach people in something that I hadn't yet mastered. And so at the start of this year where I was in despair because my books weren't selling, my courses weren't selling, I wasn't doing Things or things weren't happening the way I felt like they should be. I tried to blame God, but it was really me. I wasn't promoting things the way that I should because I didn't believe in them. I hadn't yet seen the fruit enough for me to believe in it. God was like, listen, I gave you this vision, but you got to come back to me for the updates because you're not ready. And for a while, because I was so angry with God, I didn't go back for the updates. No, I'm going to figure it out on my own. I'm going to do it myself because that's all. That's always been the way that I've done things. And that's how I'm going to do it because I know if I do it myself, it's going to get done. And if it don't get done, I only have myself to blame. And I can deal with that because that's what I've done my whole life. I've blamed myself for things that weren't my fault. And what we don't realize is how that takes a toll on our mind, on our inner me, on the voice on the inside of us that formulates our identity. A lot of self-sabotage comes with that. A lot of self-loathing comes with that. A lot of codependency comes with that. Because now, because I'm always at fault and I'm a bad person, I now need to prove my worth and value in doing I'm not worthy of love simply because of my existence. I'm not worthy of God's greatness simply because of my existence and because he promised it. I feel like I need to do things. But God is like, well, actually, all I need you to do is what I asked for you to do. (laughs) I asked you to write the vision and make it plain. I ask you to trust in me with all your heart and do not lean to your own understanding. I ask you to trust my word, to prove me at my word, which means you got to know it, which means you need to be studying. I told you to study is to show yourself approved, not to show yourself approved for man, but to show yourself approved for God. That word have I hidden in my heart so that I won't sin against you. Studying to show yourself approved means that you are getting God's word, putting it in your heart so that he can approve you for the next dimension of his greatness. Because you're not sinning against him. You're following his commands. You're keeping his word. And that's what it, oh, that's why it's so good to me. When God first gave me the vision for walking the word. Which I guess is coming back. We're going to see. But walking in the word. When I would literally just walk and talk. God put that on my spirit. And I didn't go back for updates. I ran with it. And I took it literally to mean that I needed to be walking in the word. Like walking and like. I don't want to say teaching, teaching, walking and teaching. It's like a walking Bible study. And so with that, even when I was doing it, one of the episodes, I remember God was speaking to me and he was like, "Okay, this is cute, but that's not what I meant. And I was like, God, what you mean? You said walk in the word. You've been on me about getting in shape. So I need to be walking. And if I'm going to be walking anyway, and you told me to walk in the word, I need to be walking and talking about the word. He said, yeah, but I also need you to walk your life in the word. I just feel like God loves these double, triple, quadruple entendres. It's so wonderful to me because there's so many of them where God is saying something. And because he's omniscient because he's omnipotent, because he's omnipresent. It has so many meanings. <sniffs> it has so many meanings, but any Hmm. <sniffs> Back to the topic at hand. The topic at hand is how getting out of God's way opens the way for him to move. <sniffs> we keep telling God to move. We want God to have his way. We want God to get glory out of our lives. But when he tells us something to do, we make excuses for why we can't do it. God didn't give us excuses. Excuses are rooted in fear. That's what it boils down to. Our procrastination is entitlement wrapped in fear. The fact that God gave you a business, but you are more, you feel safer at your nine to five. Means you don't trust God's vision. And when I say you, I mean me. (laughs) Because that was me. God told me in 2021 not to go back to my job. I said, but God, I got this car. I got this life. I got stuff that needs to be paid for. Not having a job is not an option. And God was like, okay. I don't think you should go back. I think you should really focus on what I've given you to do. But because I gave you free will, go forth and be great. And when I tell you that next year was the most difficult of my entire career, I hated it. Hated it to the point of hating myself. Because it was like, God literally told you not to do this. So now there's the guilt. On top of already hating my job. There was the guilt of not listening to God. Then there was the shame of the fact that this was my dream job. How are you going to hate your dream job? How are you going to hate the very thing that you thought you would put on this earth to do well because it's not all encompassing of what God has for you there's a divine part of you that knows you are settling right now and that divine part of you is like no we're not going to be satisfied with where we are right now because God is calling us to greater we need to be trying to get to the light at the end of the tunnel instead of sitting here right now in this dark pit. But then there's the fear of, okay, well, if I get out of the dark pit, what? I don't know what's on the other side of this darkness. I know it's here. The devil I know is here. So no, I don't need to leave. I, I need to stay right where I am and just fake it till I make it. <laughs> and god's like okay i know the plan that i have for you and my plan is to prosper and not harm you my plan gives you hope and a future but if you want to stay here go off sis that is why the vision he gave me that i wrote about and rooted when i'm teaching on visions was so darn good to me Because it was literally a vision of God telling me, yo, (laughs) you went in the wrong direction. (laughs) And it was so clear. Because I was like, God, why am I feeling like I don't have a purpose where I am? He said, because you keep trying to push your purpose in the wrong direction. Yes, you are a teacher. But that does not mean that you have to be in this classroom. Yes, I opened the door for you to get here. Yes, I put you here. But the season for being here is over. The milk has expired. That was another thing that God worked on with me. (laughs) Was not keeping things past the expiration date. Trusting God enough to know that when things have expired, it's okay. God's about to bring in the new He cannot put new wine in old vases. But until you get out of the way, the milk's going to stay expired until you throw it away, until you let it go. There's a purging that has to happen in order to get to the next dimension. In order to get out of God's way, you got to understand why you're in his way to begin with. And God literally started to backtrack that thing and showed me why I felt like I couldn't trust him. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. But I don't feel like the greater is in me. I could say the scripture, I could quote the scripture, but I did not believe the scripture. I was not walking my life in the word. And so, yeah. Getting out of God's way allowed me to quiet quit. And live the life of God's dreams unabashedly and unapologetically. Understanding that there is nothing that I cannot do because I am makes it possible so whatever it is if God's given it to me all I need to do is hold the pen and that's why that's our mantra God does the heavy lifting we just hold the pen because that's literally what we do but it means we have to get out of his way and in order to get out of his way we have to understand why we're in his way to begin with and then get rooted literally get rooted like get your copy of rooted for real but no <laughs> get rooted in God listen and hear what he has to say surrender and be still so that he can give you patience for the process to perspectivize and make your pain purposeful so that you can have the unwavering trust that will fuel your bodacious faith that will allow you to step into the realm of divine arrogance. God wants you to tap into the decadence. It does not profit God for you to fail. Not one bit. I know, like, we believe that when we are doing bad things, when we're sending out here, that somehow disqualifies us from God's love. But nothing can separate us from the love of God. Which means nothing can keep us from fulfilling God's mission but us. God can and will use anybody. Now, God can use us, but that will not excuse us. God will use us even in our wretchedness. But that does not excuse us or give us a pass to stay in the wretched mess. In Isaiah, God used Assyria to correct his people. But he did not excuse Assyria for doing all of the bad things that they did. God's judgment is still upon us. But... When we do what he has sent us to do, there's a level of grace and a level of mercy that we are able to experience based on our heart posture. Man looks on the outside, but God looks at the heart. When we get out of God's way and follow his plan, that's fine, well, and good, but our heart has to also be postured in the correct place. So it's not a matter of God wants to make me a millionaire so that I can stun on the hos God wants to make me a millionaire so that I can be benevolent so that I can be an asset to his kingdom Oh here we go you ready for it so that I can bring his name glory If your heart is not postured to give God the glory then your heart is not postured to the correct position and God cannot honor the desires of that heart because that heart is not going to give God glory that's why pride is such a slippery slope Listen, the prophet J. Cole said the pride is the devil. Shout out, brother. We love you. Because it's it's true. Pride is the devil. Pride also goeth before the fall. Why? Because when we are proud of ourselves, we think that we did it. We have an arrogance about ourselves that thinks that we did it. It boosts our little ego and makes us feel good about ourselves. That's why it's so important and imperative to have divine arrogance. Divine arrogance says, you know what? (laughs) I am amazing. I am because God made me amazing. I cannot boast about myself in any capacity. In no way, shape, or form am I responsible for the awesomeness that is me. God did this. God built me. God built this life. God built these blessings. Everything that has happened to me that was good. God did it. Yes, He did. And you get that when you get out of His way. Because right now, when you're because you're in the way, you're in the middle of a pain dommy. It's literally a tsunami of pain where you're catching a hill from all sides, all the windows, from the ceiling and from the floor to the window, to the wall. Everything is spiraling around you, swirling around you to the point of, oh, my God, I think I'm going to drown in this. No, mm-mm. you're not going to drown in it. This sickness is not unto death. It is very likely that you are in the furnace of affliction right now. Because when God puts us in the furnace of affliction, he either wants to deposit something into us or depart something from us. So this is why it's important for us to go back to God for updates. Because when we're in the middle of the pain, it don't feel good. The crap hurts. But when we go to God and say, God, it hurt. You know, like as a child hopefully you had the kind of parents or there were adults around you growing up where you would walk up to them and say I hurt and they would make it better they would kiss the boo-boo and somehow the boo-boo would stop hurting (laughs) now as a child we believed wholeheartedly like nah like my boo-boo don't hurt no more You kissed it and made it better. There was nothing visual there. There was, you didn't see how the kiss made it better. It was all internal. This person loves me, doesn't want me to be hurt. So because I am hurting right now, I'm going to go to them to fix it. I am dependent upon this person to fix what hurts. And I know that they are capable of doing that, even if I can't see how they're going to do it. That's why we got to go back to God for the updates. That is also why we're called to have childlike faith. We are children of God. Even fully grown adults are children of God. And we got to go back to Daddy for the update. Because when we get out of the way, now we got to figure out what is the way. And God is the way, the truth, and the life. We know that. But what does that mean? What does that mean for my everyday, I'm waking up getting out of the bed life? Well, it means you got to get rooted. Because you can absolutely live in the decadence. We live. We can live there. It is a geographical location. The spirit realm is a geographical location. You don't believe me? Hop on Amazon Prime and watch Gaia TV. All right? Bless you in your ministry. You'll thank me later. It's a geographical location that you can tap into and operate and function from. That's the sound mind that God has given us. And we tap into it by being rooted. So, Destiny's going to stop her rambling because that's my time, y'all. <laughs> and in honoring time, I am going to get up out of here. I say what I got to say and get on up out of the way. So this is Destiny Danielle signing off of therapy. Remember that you have purpose. Remember that you absolutely matter to God. And remember that the choice to be a planet shaker is always yours. You just got to tap into the dickadins. I love you and I mean it. Don't forget to grab your copy of Rooted. Cause we going up. <laughs>